What day is it today? Someone told me you were just a myth. I could leave. Nope, nope, I love myths. Then it's a good thing I didn't come alone. No. Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo, and this week, the not-so-stereotypical millennials will be breaking down the first episode of Moon Knight, the latest from Marvel on Disney+. Plus. This week, I am lucky enough to be joined by... Michael R. Power. Ian Walter. And the three of us are even luckier to be joined by Mr. Mikey from the Multiverse of Badness. Sir, Welcome. Had to do that. How are you guys doing? Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to say also for anyone that follows you guys on the Twitters, which they should if they don't at Day Back In, we hijacked an entire thread and got a Nazi beekeeper his own episode over at the Comic Book Keepers podcast. All right, let's now. This is this is something that I was only personally. On, on the peripheral, I was part of this. So the three of you have much deeper experience in what happened here. Um, Mikey, what, how, how did this all start? Because I believe part of it involved my two co-hosts over here, Mike and Ian. So what happened here? Could you say we took the internet by swarm? But no, not even part of it. I would say at least 80 to 90% of it is because of Ian and Michael, because... I had both of those guys on an episode of my podcast recently with my co-host Zach, uh, Multiverse of Badness. I invited these guys on because we are old friends. I know that David was on an old Whack Brackets with Michael, I believe. And that's how I met you guys originally. And I invited them onto the Multiverse of Badness. And I said, what character do you guys want to talk about? I think Ian, being the comic book stand that he is, said, I really want to talk about Swarm. And power, and power brought it up too, and we were like, "Yeah, let's go." We brainstormed. We both love ourselves with swarm or swarm stance. Right. Yeah, that's right. So one thing led to another. We had a really fun episode. I actually went out and bought the issue that we reviewed, which is Champions fourteen, the first appearance of Swarm. We also reviewed fifteen. That's beside the point. And then all of a sudden, we got offered this opportunity. Someone said, "Hey." Throw some characters in a bracket. We're going to bracket off for March Madness. 32 characters later, I got Swarm in, and he won the entire thing thanks to a lot of help from Michael, Ian, Michael's wife, Zach, uh, Green Cows Don't Fly podcast, Nan from, yeah. We, we just we did it. Com- yeah. <laughs> it was a lot of work, but we had a lot of fun, and Swarm now gets his own episodes. We're excited. That's amazing. Even more, more. Swarm's going to be swarming the internet. Uh, and we said. said it in our Multiverse of Badness episode. Like, we said we want to review this character because big things are in store for this character. And look at it now. Like, we started a trend. He's taken over the world. You're going to be seeing Swarm everywhere. He's more popular than Wolverine, guys. He's, Let's get yeah, it going. Wolverine. <laughs> Wolverine. up against Wolverine in the finals. Yeah. Yeah. With at least 42 voters, he's more popular than Wolverine. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's not that being said. Yeah, I won't hijack your entire episode talking about Swarm, but I do want to say this. I 100% believe we talked about this ad nauseum on the episode that we had these guys on. 
I think Swarm will be the most visually impressive villain, especially now with CGI the way it is. Ten years ago, it wouldn't have been nearly as impressive. We've actually gotten to the point that CGI can match the ability to put Swarm and make him potentially the most visually exciting villain in the Marvel comic and Marvel Cinematic Universe, for that matter. Yeah, very, yeah. very visually interesting character for sure. There's so much. There's literally so much going on, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's so much happening. All right, guys. Um, uh, the the swarm stands came out, and uh, Mr. Swarm is on top. We'll see if uh, if that carries it forward. We'll have to pick up that that red phone we keep talking about and uh, call Mr. Hollywood to get get it done, right, Mike? So, or would this one be yellow? Oh, yellow and black, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm super clever. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about Moon Knight. Um, Let's talk about the debut of this episode. Uh, you'll be hearing this about 24 hours, probably after this episode. After this episode aired, I'm going to get this out nice and quick because I have no life. Um, so, <laughs> so we're going to start with uh, with Mikey. We're going to start with you. I think we're just going to go straight spoilers all the way through because it's going to be much easier to do that. So, just briefly though, before we get into details, what did you think of the debut episode of Moon Knight? I would say this. I don't think there's a lot of spoilers. Anything we say in episode one is only a marginal spoiler at best. Uh, the one thing I can say about this is that I thought for an episode one from the Disney Plus shows, particularly I've seen and a lot of the any shows we've seen with the series, I really enjoyed this one. It's clever. It's really funny. Uh the lead character is nerdy and then he comes in all of a sudden he's a badass. And uh, the one thing I really, really enjoy, and this will be a bit of a spoiler is the horror trope in this. It's very evil dead too. like it smells of evil dead, the looking in the mirror, talking to himself in the mirror very much as well as when he's running down the hall and being chased by kind of the dog near the end. It very much like reeked of Ghostbusters. There's a lot of things I loved in this episode. No problems there. No, I mean, really, it checked off a lot of my happy boxes. And my wife, who is not a comic book person at all, saw me watching it. She's like, what is this? And I was like, it's weird because it's it may get very violent later on in the show, but really the first episode is only implied violence. So it's it's an interesting take on comics. I really enjoyed it. Had a lot, had a good time. Nice. Mr. Ian? I freaking love this show already. Ah. Uh, I, I kind of knew going into a Moon Knight series that I was going to be impressed, but I think Oscar Isaac nailed it. Um, I'm really happy that they're starting with a certain angle that we'll get into and... Uh, I think it's a cool adaptation for the MCU. I really think it fits. And yeah, they captured the aesthetic pretty good and they nailed it. And uh, the humor, I felt worked because it didn't feel like tacked on humor. It felt like it fit within the situations of the, the episode. I thought it was a great first episode. Might be my favorite first episode in the MCU, oh, wow. especially when you consider the fact that it's introducing a new character. There's been no new characters so far that led uh, one of the newer series. Like, WandaVision probably had the most interesting first episode for me, but this one is, it had the backing of like, you know, years of their stories, whereas this is a brand new story. So it really wowed me in that respect. All right, Mike, go for it. Yeah, uh, surprise, surprise. But I agree with Yin. Uh, we, you know, we're in the bag for Marvel and these Disney Plus shows, but I thought it was a great 
uh, set up for our first episode. And I thought they took a really cool angle with the character and with the sort of disassociative personality disorder. And I've been reading some Moon Knight comics as research, and I've been reading the really, really old ones. And that's not something that the old ones really do. I think they get to it in the newer, uh, the newer like versions of Moon Knight, um, newer issues. But yeah, I thought that was cool. I thought it was a cool kind of mystery for them to set up, like what's going on here. Uh, I was watching it with my wife. She doesn't read any comics really, and she had no idea what was going on, right? She she didn't even realize, because I knew a little bit, I knew he's kind of had different personalities. That's kind of what was happening. But she thought he was kind of traveling to a whole different world or something, right? So I thought it was cool. I thought, yeah, you guys nailed it. It's humor. Uh, I love the Evil Dead reference because it's also horror. And I love that because Moon Knight uh, got his start in a horror comic as a werewolf by night uh, villain originally. And Oscar Isaac, uh, who my wife refers to as a zaddy, is uh absolutely crushing it in the role like he has like sort of uh tom hardy uh eddie brock like kind of goofy over the top sweaty kind of like you know what i mean frantic vibes but he pulls it off a lot better than i think it happens in that venom uh movie so i'm excited to see where the show goes i'd like the setup of the first episode wasn't a lot of action uh i think the action will come but as like a sort of a setup as the, the mystery pilot episode, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was great. Nice. I, and Dave, um, what did you think? I mostly liked it. I didn't love it. I mostly liked it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I know my, Mikey's got his hand. People can't see it, but Mikey's got his hands up going, what, what, what are you nuts? Well, that's always um, warm. <laughs> yeah. I'm always, I'm always a little bit lukewarm on Marvel stuff nowadays. And this is no different. Um, most, most of it, I think most of it, I really enjoy Spider-Man's a whole other, other thing, but there's always little things where I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't know. It's hard to explain what, what didn't work for me, but what did is a lot of the stuff that you guys mentioned, but somehow the feel of the episode didn't quite mesh. I don't know if it's the way it was shot. I don't know. I don't, I know nothing about Moon Knight. So I I'm going into this, just like you said, like wife power is Mike. I, I don't know really. What, what I was going to ask it? you that, like, so, what's your history of the character? Did you did you even know that he has these sort of multiple personalities? I, I did know that, but I didn't know what they were doing with it in the show. I don't know if they were going to go with that or if they were going to do some other sort of, like you said, like universe type thing or, or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of rambling through my explanation, but for the most part, I liked it. And I do really like the fact that it was funny. And I think he plays the sort of nerdy character, like you guys said, really, really well. And I'm excited to see him potentially play both sides of it, the serious dark side and the goofy side, if the goofy side continues. Like, I don't know if that's generally part of the story, but I would like to see that because one, obviously he's a great actor. Oscar Isaac's awesome and pretty much everything he does. And this is a good way to show off his range in 40 minute, half hour chunks. So I'm excited to see that. And I'm excited to see what kind of action they come up with. Um, I didn't need more action. I actually appreciate the fact that this sort of stretches things out and is a mystery of an episode. I, I really like that part of it. I just don't know if I love, I don't know. I don't, I didn't love the episode, but I'm, I'm still interested to see what comes next. Um, if that makes sense, (laughs) I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I don't love it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think you made a good point of, you all made good points about not knowing the character going in and we do. So that definitely skews the way we receive it whereas if you're seeing it as something totally original you either take a strong opinion whereas some of us are just waiting to see how it unfolds we kind of have expectations 
And so it's kind of cool to see your angle too, Dave, where you don't really have expectations. So it's just like, is this a dope Marvel movie or show or not? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's kind of what it is. And again, I'm happy to take a slower non-action approach to stuff. Like I, that's what WandaVision did. And that's probably one of the reasons why I like that more than I would have otherwise and why I didn't love the last Were you episode confused what was going on dave like when he was sort of jumping taking those like sort of time jumps and sort of voices were talking to him did you have any idea you know what was um i about? i kind of got it but i didn't really get the whole like him blinking out and then waking up like what was happening mm-hmm. like i wasn't sure if he was going back in time back and forth or if it was currently happening to him so like him trying to figure out if it's a dream or not that's what I was thinking, if it's one or the other, or if it's another type of universe or alternate reality or something like that. And um, I think that's a good thing. I think that if you go in blind and that's what you think, they've done their job. So I, I, I that's not something that I didn't enjoy about it. Um, like you said, Ian, going in blank, actually, I think makes the mystery even better. Um, I just don't, I don't know enough about this villain character and the balance in this. I yeah. want to see where that goes before I place full judgment on yeah, this show is great or it's lame, you know, yeah. or, the, or the concept is lame. So, and if um, this wasn't yeah. Marvel and it wasn't called Moon Knight, then people might think, oh, is this like a werewolf? Like, what's this guy's deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the sure. end of the first episode, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the visuals, I, I, I found you, you mentioned sort of the end of the episode. That's where sort of most of the visuals happen. But um, uh, I, were we talking to, before the show about CG or was that in our intro? Now I can't remember. Time is a flat circle. So who knows? Um, <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't think un- until the very end, the last shot where they show spoiler, like I said, we're going to do spoilers until they show Moon Knight. I thought the CG leading up to that point, like the action scene with the truck and everything was not very good. I actually think it looked Aww. really. Yeah, I think it looked really cartoony and act- like, I don't know. I didn't I didn't I, I like that scene. <laughs> like I like the way it played out, but I didn't like the way it looked. I don't I don't know. The cupcakes, I love the cupcake part, but I don't love the way it looked, the way that the stuff was crashing down on the cars. I didn't think it looked great, but go ahead, Mikey. Tell me why I'm wrong. No, (laughs) I'll say this. uh, First off, I think actually this show almost lends itself to not knowing who the hell Moon Knight is. Uh, My wife liked it and she liked WandaVision. She didn't know any of those characters. She liked WandaVision for a while. It started to get a little too convoluted and a little too wink nudge to kind of the characters and I think she got a little bored later with it but she did like WandaVision out to shoot I think this like you mentioned is a show that doesn't really uh, even his character isn't playing the same character the one that we're seeing the Stephen Grant it's not really the same character we see in the comic books yeah and it's a very they're almost reinventing him in a way we don't know we could find out five you know, uh, yeah, five later that says, hey, you know, same exact same character. But anyway, it's very much, I think, that the characters and the way they're being presented and portrayed, I don't think you have to know Moon Knight. So we'll see. But um, as far as the that cupcake scene with the cupcake van, I loved it. I loved the driving. I loved him blacking out and then people falling out and people dying all over the place. And he's looking like a nerd. He's about ready to die. Then all of a sudden he's incomplete controlling. And I just, I love that entire thing. I thought it was ridiculous. I love the fact that they play wake me up before you go, go the whole time, because that's a wink nudge to 
you know, to him kind of like blacking out. So there's only one flaw with that cupcake scene, and I'll just tease ahead to that. <laughs> He's wasting cupcakes. That's what's wrong with it. <laughs> no, it's it has it's not even a problem with the show. It's just like my expectations oh. going in being a oh, like a go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Uh, go for it. We're in the yeah, so in the cupcake, you know, action scene, which I, I thought um just to say right off the bat, I thought they were actually well done, but I think it was intentional that it was from the perspective of like a first timer, like someone who's not used to action and everything's happening around him, which I thought was really cool. Like a through line through this episode, like we know we're going to get some cool Moon Knight action and like some real fight scenes, but this was like completely from the perspective of Stephen Grant, really giving each personality its own identity, you know? Yeah. And they and did I, that I through would, the whole episode, which I, which is great, which is part of the mystery why it was good. Yeah. Yeah. They did it through, they were consistent. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw every episode was a different, like from a different perspective, like you can still mm. follow Stephen Grant, but maybe through, Mark Spector or someone else, right? Like so, mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting if they did it that way. But uh, seeing that um, Von D moment unfurl in live action, it became quite clear that uh, we're not getting Doctor Doom inside of this series. So no, no Irish car bombs today. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because it was it was Von D on the box, and people were circling it on the trailer. And it's like uh, it's a nice, healthy, humble reminder, like Wandavision. Like it's not always going to pan out the way you think it is. Yeah. That, see, that's another thing. I didn't even and watch yes. the trailer for this show. Like I didn't even watch the trailer at all for the show. I just like I just never got to it for some reason. I knew we were going to talk about it, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to go in kind of blind. And Mikey, I, I think you're right. Actually, I think the show. I mean, I could be wrong because I haven't read the comics, but. I, I do actually think it really helps that I didn't know very much about him at all. I think that really, at least for this episode so far, it really works. I don't think it's going to hurt. We're going to yeah. see how the, the show plays out, but Marvel does a very good job or Disney does a very good job of the later episodes, like the Hawkeye series. Mm-hmm. I thought that that did a good job where if you're not even very familiar with uh, how Hawkeye plays out, it's interesting to watch. Yeah. And the fact that they started out, Moon Knight has been a Marvel character historically that people love. He's got a very rabid fan base, but it's not a huge fan base. And it's very stop and go. He gets a comic and then he doesn't get a comic. He gets a comic, he doesn't get a comic. So in a way, it almost lends itself to a complete reinvention here. And I think that the fact that my wife, again, who does not like superheroes, at all. She doesn't like anything superhero shows, but she liked Misfits, which I think before the episode we talked a little bit about Misfits is how that came up. She did like particularly the first couple seasons of Misfits is that this show I think may open up some, it's got the humor aspect, it's got the horror trope, which I haven't really seen a lot in uh, superhero movies since Spawn that kind of had a horror aesthetic to it. So this is almost a reinvention, a new approach and we're going to see a multiverse of madness uh kind of really kicks the door open for the horror and then a multiverse of badness right after (laughs) that's right (laughs) but it's it'll be interesting to see how marvel and disney is walking this along because it seems like they are smartly moving away from kind of the overblown uh, superhero movies it's things change and they know that you can only makes so much money you can only beat that horse so long before it, it becomes repetitive so I, I do like to see them kind of changing things up mike you're in the middle of, of reading some of this stuff how does it feel based on like you mentioned before a little bit based on mm-hmm. um how it seems a little bit different from the the old ones but like did, did it feel 
Did it feel right based on what you've been reading so far? Or It's totally different and new, but it feels fresh in that way. And it feels okay. like uh, like Kevin Feige and Marvel, like they really understand what makes the character work. And then they sort of adapt it for the modern age. That's what I feel like they do. So there's some cool things that are missing that I wish were there. Like in the comic books, in his origin story, they say uh, he wasn't bit by a vampire but he somehow got vampire saliva or something into You're his talking blood. about werewolf or werewolf sorry that's werewolf right. into his blood and that's why he has super strength when the moon is full and it's just like oh that's so cool like he's not a werewolf but he has like werewolf saliva in his blood and then he gets stronger in the moon i don't think they're gonna go there um, in the original comics he it's not this like disassociative disorder it's just like he takes on different personalities like he takes on the billionaire when that suits him and then at least in the original ones. And then the cabbie, when he wants to get information on the street. And then the mercenary. But, but he knows this eventually, right? Is that the idea? Is he's in he, control of it? He's in control. But in the in this yeah. in this show, it's much more like Fight Club, where it's like he doesn't... The, the, all, the identities do things without the other identities knowing, right? Yeah, or at least so far, anyway. Yeah. That's why I thought, Dave, you might be digging it, because I know you like Fight Club. And I was getting Fight Club vibes, where it was like kind of like the nerdy, repressed kind of character, and then sort of like the badass character. And I thought it was really cool. I hadn't seen it before where like, they just fast forward the action scenes. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like, it's like about to happen. It's like fast forward. Uh, he's got bloody knuckles. Everyone's yeah. on the ground. <laughs> he's got it's a like, gun oh. in his hand. <laughs> I've never seen that before. I thought that was, a, those were cool. Ways I, I like to that show part that. where he has the gun in his hand while he's driving. He's like, Oh, and he throws it at the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And the overlord voice is just like, did you, he just yeah. threw the gun. The voices talking to him were comic relief. But when that, when that started, I was like, Oh, I don't know that I, that I like this. Like the voices talking to him. It's kind of, I don't know. We'll see it plays out. That was probably the one thing I didn't I didn't really like. Um, but yeah, I I, I got to see where it goes, right? Especially like what you said, Mikey, when you were talking about uh, each writer gets a chance to reinvent the character because I think that's an important part of Moon Knight and his enjoyment kind of bringing it to new generations of people. And it's just like, you know, it's that it's using the fact that his abilities are a little ambiguous to kind of work in other storylines and make him more interesting every time out. And there's like. I know there's many other great runs, but like Bendis and Malev had their own thing going too because they combined like he thought he was Spider-Man, he thought he was Wolverine, he thought he was Captain America. Like it was it was a really cool arc as well. Um, there's just a lot of cool things you can do with the characters. So yeah, so uh, what did you guys think about the opening of the episode? Oh man, that was like cringy, like watching him, uh, Ethan Hawke's character. So I know nothing, know nothing about the villain. I don't know, you guys can go next if you know anything about the villain, but cool to start on the villain character and a cool introduction with him sort of putting the glass in his uh, in his slippers, and it's it sets him up to be this sort of religious uh, what's what's the term self mutilation or self uh, yeah something that self mutilation sort of these, yeah these sort of if you've seen um, religious overtones that, and everything yeah, yeah that um, that Dan Brown book Da Vinci Code you know that's sort of something that old school those types do where they kind of like hurt each other hurt themselves sorry as a some to prove their devotion kind of thing so it sets them up as sort of this kind of like culty religious uh you know kind of evil guy and it was so hard to watch that with the sounds we were like cringing but cool cool opening and then cool really cool uh opening credits i have to shout those out those were like pretty awesome yeah, yeah. yep yep great music through the whole thing yeah absolutely um 
I thought the beginning was was pretty good. I was sitting there with my wife, and she's like, "Oh, oh no! Yeah, oh, why is he doing that? Oh yeah. no!" <laughs> that was a commentary, which was, you know, what everyone's probably thinking. But she just did it out loud, which is great. <laughs> um, the only thing that would be worse is uh, is Lego bricks. <laughs> Lego bricks. <laughs> That would really be cringe. I, he I takes a Lego that. piece and he just throws <laughs> yeah. in his shoes. That would be worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked it. I liked the way they kicked things off. I liked the way that you really got... A, again, the mystery is still there. You know, he's got himself tied up on the bed. He has sand around his his mattress. And which it's is, in England. That was interesting. I yeah. that was is that is that not where he's usually that tape from? on the door. The tape on the door. Yeah. Um. Is he usually not English? I don't know. I have no, I don't know. Not that it matters, but. Yeah, no, as far as I know, he's not, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's good. It's uh, it's a different setting. It's nice to get out of New York City. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, Because that's pretty much where everything seems to take place for Marvel is New York City or Washington, D.C. So, um, Mikey, what about you, man? How did did you feel that things kicked off? All right, Mikey, you were talking about. um, You talk about the the beginning, right? When he was at the gift shop. Yeah, the pyramid and the, the garbage pyramid. Yeah, yeah, the, the garbage pyramid where she's like, <laughs> she's desecrating the pyramid, and then he walks her over to the sarcophagus and he's explaining about like ramming it up the nose and pulling it everything, and and she's he says something about like they can go off to pretty much go off to the afterlife, and she's like, well, why mm-hmm. didn't you? And he's like, well, I didn't die. Well, knowing that Moon Knight has obviously in the comics actually i believe he died and was brought back to life originally was how he got his powers okay so, it's See, so interesting that, that i did not i didn't get that sort of i knew that was probably hinting at something but he's like how how does this girl know that or what i guess it was just a hint at what moon knight where moon Knight oh, comes the girl from. was just punking him the girl was just being sassy Right. But it, yeah. it, it that it didn't it didn't land with me, I guess, is what I'm saying. Because if for some reason, it's, it's more it's, so an, of an Easter egg. If they go that route, they're yeah, gonna have to that, explain that, it later in the show. Yeah, it's an Easter egg. I mean, it was very much a wink nudge. It wasn't like she's important to the show at all. But it sure, was very, sure, of course, sure. You know, it was very funny to see that. And then the, his boss cracked me up, where she's just like, she was good. I, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I enjoyed the entire intro. I. I I tell you what, it got a little sloppy to me was near the end when he's in the elevator with the old lady, and it felt like everything was getting a little choppy. It felt like they kind of lost some momentum there. The, they, the they were ch- elevator thing was was the, the so the the lady that walks into the elevator it threw me off a little bit too because she seemed really scared of him, as if he maybe has done something in the building before and she knows him to be like unstable or something like that. I don't know if I'm, I'm missing something, but she seemed legitimately scared of him. That's actually a good you know, point. I thought it was funny because he was like trying to be polite and she was like, well, you look kind of sketchy like a crackhead. So she was trying to like get out of there. You know what I mean? I, I, I guess, but it, but it, it honestly seemed like she was scared to the point that he has been known in the building or something as like a guy who could possibly assault her or something. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm going too far with it, but it, well, it seemed like she was more scared than I thought she should be. They're setting him up to have these sort of personalities. So right. yeah, they've probably seen him roaming around at night. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, th- I guess that's probably what it is, is that it's like, Oh, you're that weird guy that stalks the halls at night and, or something like that. Or I've seen you outside in the middle of the night or something. I don't know. And I thought actually, it was a cool, sorry. Oh, I was going to say they actually set that up with the, pet shop scene with the fish because they he went in and was like gus 2.0 yeah 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, hey, you know, can they grow this? And the lady said, hey, I kind of saw you here yesterday, even though it mm-hmm. wasn't him. So it's this whole thing that he's he's doing other shit when he's Mark Spector versus yeah. when he's Steve Harvey. Of course. The, the yeah. whole setup, which they show like right after, you know, after the gift shop kind of stuff, is that he thinks he is basically, he's always waking up, but he feels like he's hit by a bus. And it's set up that he sort of thinks he's a sleepwalker, you know? So he, he chains himself, he puts the sand... And then as the show goes on, um, you know, when every time he goes to sleep, he kind of wakes up somewhere, somewhere different. And in that, it's sort of the middle scene of the movie. He wakes up uh, when he's getting that scarab. He's in like, I don't know, where is he? He's in like the Swiss Alps right. or something, right? Yeah, like he's in like some he town. So he, gets, he gets transported to another country. I'm not really sure which one, but yeah. Yes. And then he wakes up. And, and that's the part where uh, if you didn't, if you're not familiar with the character or whatever, like my wife, she thought that was happening all either a dream, which they mentioned or some sort of parallel universe like where is this happening you know and uh but that was where I'll, that was where the most of the sort of action you know, the fast forward a lot of the action but yeah, all, all happens. The action I, I happened. thought maybe he was like time jumping that's what i thought i yeah. thought maybe he was going ahead like, or it going was back. kind of time jumping because he was switching personalities but you were only seeing the episode through the eyes of the one personality right yes. i think as the show goes on you'll see more um yeah but i thought i thought that was cool and i wonder what do you guys think about you know i think sort of the mystery some one of the mysteries are setting up much like the watch in hawkeye is the sort of scarab you know he's sort of he's jiggling that scarab it's gonna be that's gonna come back and probably mean something i have no reference for that in the comics i wonder if you guys have any yeah it seems like it's key to the antagonist you know what he wants to do is sort of bring back this ancient egyptian god so i think that's that has something to do and this is where he wakes up and you know he's just been in a fight and he has to fix his own jaw and like everything. He's all covered in yeah, blood. That crazy. And we get to see him witness the cult experience, the cult, um, you know, practice or whatever you want to call it, the holy ritual. Uh, but but he's on the run. He's like he has to hide because they're already shooting at him. They're already trying to shoot him. Like, well, it's like his other identity. They're hinting to what they kind of get to is sort of like a badass, and we know from the comics, it's a mercenary, and he is good with every single weapon, and you know that's sort of how Moon Knight's so badass. Uh, but then the other character, the Stephen Gray character, like they made him really like a fumbly, bumbly kind of like guy, right? So it's like putting that character, it's kind of a cool idea, like putting that character in the middle of an action scene. So a guy who's just totally hapless and useless, but his other identity uh, like kicks ass. And he's always like, let me take over. With this, the idiot, like it's like Venom. Yeah. That way. It's yeah. Like, the idiot's here again. Like, what is right. my seat? So he's getting over, berated like, by the voice of Punch. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess my question is like, physically, does he always look like Moon Knight when he switches? Because I think he always looks the same. It's not like it's, it's nah, like Moon Knight's a costume he can choose to put on. It's almost like okay. a fourth identity. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. I, I, thought, I thought you were talking about his human face. Like, he always well, looks cause, like because yeah, my question is he wakes up on the ground with his jaw all busted and broken and stuff, and then people start shooting guns at him. It's like, wait a second. Yeah, is he could have been in like the Moon Knight garb and it went away, but they also knew who they were looking for, so they knew what Mark Spector. I, looks I like guess. Too. Yeah, I guess shooting at a random guy that's lying on the grass, taking yeah. a nap, is different than shooting at Moon Knight. Is I guess my question. I don't think when he's Mark Spector, I don't think he's always looks like Moon Knight. I think he okay. can just look like the guy okay because that's what i was confused about in that moment the rest yeah. of it after that when he goes into the town and stuff i thought that was cool and he tries to hide the scarab you guys are talking about the scarab thing mm-hmm. and he sort of has it in his hand and he doesn't really know that how to control it and everything i thought that was good that was that's good what i was saying comedy. like humor physical comedy but that works it doesn't feel like it it's does. oh we need a joke here it's like it yes, works inside right. of what was going on 
Yeah, you said that earlier. I think that's a really good point of why the humor works in this episode for sure. So, uh, Mikey, what did you think about that that setup there? The first, I guess, second time or first time that he, I guess, the setup before the cupcake scene that we talked about previously. <laughs> well, as as my co-host on Multiverse of Badness likes to say, I don't think any of this actually happened. So the, <laughs> the inconsistencies, it's okay if there's an inconsistency here or an inconsistency there. I'm in this for the fun. I'm in this to to enjoy it. And the physical humor of what shit, Oscar Isaac. And when when he's holding the scarab really tight and he's pulling the fingers and then he puts it in the other hand and he switches back and has a high step backwards. I'm like, this is funny to me. This he's doing. He's a nerd. Yeah, he's a nerdy character, but he's being controlled a little bit by by an outside force and. That whole thing, uh, it took a little bit of the edge off of what started out as a very serious. And, and that's what I like about the show, I think. And we'll find out more. Again, this is one episode in. We have no idea where this is going. When he saw but, the lobster tank and he jumped in and started eating lobsters. I was like, oh, was, <laughs> yeah, chef's kiss. <laughs> but they got to do I, that. But, but I do think that uh, I loved... I love the kind of the setup to get to the cupcake scene, which again, I know is not everyone here's favorite, but I love the driving. I thought it was it, super cool that he hijacked that cupcake truck though. I was like, Oh, I'm impressed with Stephen Grant already. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was probably my, my lead into my favorite part of the show, but yeah, it's, yeah. he's such a good actor for this role. He's, he's so nerdy. The entire show, and then at the very end, when he's talking to himself in the mirror and he's turning on the series, he's like, "Let me take over, let me take over." He's, it's the same guy, and you can see it's the same guy, but just the facial, the expression, the words, mm-hmm. everything is so serious, and mm-hmm. it's that's what I'm really excited to see is kind of that dynamic of of uh, you know just how he plays this out it's his it's range really, right yeah when yeah, he's steven grant he even looks kind of different he makes himself look yeah. kind of like geeky or unassuming but yeah but yeah so so that yeah so the cupcake scene happens we'll talk about that again but then he wakes up and it's it's you know a full two days later and yeah, i think it's, sort it's of, sunday instead of friday it's funny yeah it's funny how he figures it out like he misses the date and the, the goldfish yeah. this was a heartfelt and, part of the episode i thought yeah, it's like it he really you know steven grant you're kind of pulling for the guy and he's like He's botching the date and he's talking to his mom, which I still don't know if that's like, yeah, is he actually talking to his mom or is he just another like someone messages? Yeah. But I think the story is kind of, it's, we're picking up the story here because I think it's starting to be the point where his lives are blending. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, he's always just thought he had uh, sleepwalking, you know, for however many, how long, but clearly Mark Spector's other identity has been going out at night and doing stuff. Right. And he finds the cachet and the phone and, there's tons of calls missing and he's clearly been very active. And I think it's the moment uh, that his personalities are kind of like going to blend and sort of all be aware of each other. And that's kind of where we're picking up the show. So that's kind of a cool idea. My, my question, Mike, or any of you guys who've read any of the comics through that phone, after he finds that phone, um, which you mean the red phone in this room, the, the, red, just... <laughs> the red phone that he just picks up and calls Mr. Disney and says, uh, are we on for a season two? Um, uh, the way he finds it is kind of like, oh, of course he dropped something on the ground and like, all right, we've seen that so many times. It's fine. It gets you there. That's fine. It's a very, it's a nitpick, but But who's Layla? Well, so that's, so 
That's what I was going to ask. So he gets the phone and he has a, a key to some, some car. It looks like, right. I think it's a car key, or at least I think it is. Um, there's it's Layla missed calls for presumably, I think she says months when he picks up the phone and there's one name that's different and it's Duchamp. Duchamp. Yeah. Is that, does that name mean anything to you guys? Cause to me, it's just like, Oh, maybe he's a boss, a friend, or I don't know. I don't know who it is. I'll let Mikey take this one. He's the comic book expert on this. Episode. I would not I say I'm a comic book expert <laughs> at all, especially when it comes to Moon Knight. But if Duchamp was his kind of cohort as a Mark Spector mercenary. And when he turned into Moon Knight, he was they were hired by somebody. I can't remember the guy's name. But anyway, they kind of went off and did this whole thing. And yeah, Duchamp was his like kind of buddy mercenary before that happened. Okay. And, and he kept in touch after he became and, the movie. So yeah, it's like, it's like his, is his Alfred in the comics. Yeah. Like he's a bit more of a badass, but he's like, yes, his exactly. butler, but he drives the moon night helicopter. So when he needs to get places, and he's called Frenchie in the comics. It's always like Frenchie, <laughs> drop me off here. Then when he needs an escape, he's like Frenchie, bring the Moon Knight copter. And he's always just like waiting for him. Like Moon Knight copter. Yeah, it's gonna look. There's so so. What you're saying is we're gonna get a buddy cop spinoff. Well, I don't. That character is kind of ridiculous. Like, he's not like the guy. Baron Zemo Butler, right? <laughs> well, I'm very curious if this is just an Easter egg to throw the name in there, or if this character is right. actually going to appear. Right? I could see right. it just being Easter egg because the character is kind of ridiculous, like the Frenchie character. So. Either way, it's a cool nod to the to the comic books. Okay, I wasn't sure if it if it meant more. I mean, it does mean more, but you're right; they could kind of go any either way with it. That, that makes sense. It's a good point about where we are in the story because it is an adaptation for the MCU, and this could be when, like you said, kind of power like Spectre finds out about his alter ego. Maybe he had to invent an alter ego to sort of cohabitate in London for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like maybe this is the start of Stephen Grant's journey really and it was like mark specter got him there kind of thing so we don't we don't know everything but there's a lot of possibilities which i'm digging yeah 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 for sure um and then uh, i guess we kind of s- go to well then the, he goes to work right yeah and he makes and the hero the villain kind of shows up at his work yes. unexpectedly and that's sort yeah, of this is about the third act yeah yeah, is yeah, and he, I like how he says like, "Oh, I thought that was just an alias that you gave me." This that's like actually who you are. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's sort of some ex- exposition. I don't remember all. They kind of give some avatar. Some the uh, is that avatar the avatar joke? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the blue used to something about anime too. <laughs> yeah. That was good. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, so Ethan Hawke thinks doing a good job. And it's interesting uh, in these uh, shows getting to see the villain like in the first episode, which is not. As scary as his, like, ritual was, let's admit, like, Moon Knight got that poor woman killed, right? I don't know, did he? Why? Why did he? Because if you think about it, I mean, yeah, like, on the surface, maybe she had some future sin coming to her. But, like, ultimately, his tattoo, uh, Ethan Hawke's character's tattoo, Harrow, Harrow, right? Um, It reacts, it's kind of like a Libra scale, but it reacts like if there's chaos in you. It will like right. dip down one way red, right? So yeah, it I... did that for her, but also Stephen Grant was standing there. So at first I thought, okay, well, maybe it doesn't activate. That's how separate they are. It doesn't activate around Stephen because he's innocent. Maybe that's the whole thing. But when he confronts mm-hmm. him in the museum, it goes, he goes, there's chaos in you. So maybe he triggered it. You never know. And maybe, maybe. that's why. Oh, I, I think what it does, the scale thing, I think it's, you know, it's cool that there's some like supernatural elements already, but I think yeah. what it does is supposed to like, he mentions the God and it sort of judges people and it sees future past and present. 
and he's sort of judging like a people. precog in minority and, and it's telling you yeah exactly like that and it's telling you it's not just telling you like if you're a good person it's saying like it says no is like your future as well so that lady that was an obvious dialogue she's like i haven't done anything wrong in my life but she still is worth deserves on her 89th to, uh, birthday she commits a murder yeah, exactly and it, it's, it's like it's like the minority report thing so it's like that he as the villain still thinks that she needs to die or whatever because she's going to commit the crime it's the right? whole but, religious thing that 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 yeah. mikey was saying earlier and everything it, it's it's a it's a um religious judgments like that yeah. kind of yeah which feel, is a cool angle for a bad guy to be in a yeah in a in a Disney show. So we'll see where it yeah. goes. And I thought it was a cool setup, but yeah, so they get the final scene of the sort of, I don't know what that mummy mummified kind of terror dog thing is that gave Mikey ghostbuster vibes, but you know, <laughs> Yo, that was sick. It was pretty cool, but I'm not sure where it came from. It's a good callback uh, though. I didn't think of the ghostbusters thing, but Mikey, you're hundred percent right. That's what it felt like. <laughs> not only did it feel like it when he's chasing him down, it was very ghostbustery, but then when he closes the door and you see the claw marks, wait a second. <laughs> Ghostbustery, I like it. Yeah, but you, you you even see the claw marks on the door like yeah. you did in Ghostbusters. There's a lot of Ghostbusters callbacks in here. I don't know if it's intentional. You know, when you think about it with the Rick Moranis character in Ghostbusters, he, you know, we've got a very nerdy character in here who's very, you know, so it's it it does feel very Ghostbustery. Again, not to not to overuse that term. Whenever you said that, I was like, yeah, that's awesome. It did that scene in Ghostbusters when I was a kid. When he's banging on the glass, the pterodactyl it was like that scared the crap out of me. It's the scariest scene of the whole movie. I always thought that so is. disturbing. It totally is. Yeah, we always talk about that. And uh, yeah, so then, so then, sort of the very final scene is the glass. Like he's talking to the glass, and Mark Spector's begging to come out, and then he lets Mark out, and he takes care of the dog, and he's finally, we finally see Moon Knight. Right? I like that they gave us a glimpse. What'd of you guys that. think of the big reveal? It was a great way to do it. I like the way that they did it, how it's yeah. not like, let's show you the whole scene and him tossing tossing him yeah. around or whatever. It's just this this sort of slow walk, I guess, or crawl into the into the bathroom where they are. And and I think he even busts the wall down behind him because it looked like stuff was just crumbled around. The sink comes flying out the door. Like it's it's cool. And obviously I I think just in general, Moon Knight looks cool. And mm-hmm. I think from what I know, based on screenshots from you know, cartoons or from, you know, shots from comics and stuff. I think they've done a cool job of making him look like he does in the comics, but also making him modern. And to me, the the CG, it's very brief, but the CG that he looks like here worked for me, whereas it didn't for me previously in the episode. So I think the way that they made him look is is really cool. I, I think it's super dynamic and and helps with the horror element that you were talking about earlier, Mikey. I think that he he embodies a little bit of that, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it, I tell you what's going to be interesting here is that they are taking action, kind of the action element that comes with action scenes and the the rah rah bang bang, and they're turning it into a horror element where you can boil it down. You don't have to make it gory. You can almost ignore it because ultimately, I think that's what happened with horror, and that's what happened with uh, potentially maybe even action. You know what's going to happen. Let's. It's what happened with Halloween Kills. I can tell you. <laughs> really, that. I've never seen that. It's so, okay. You don't have to. <laughs> you definitely don't have to, unless you're just gore, gore porn. No, it's, I hate it's that fine. Way, you don't have but, to see it. It's not good. <laughs> but yeah, we know this, okay? And we this goes without saying. We know Moon Knight is going to make it at least to the end of this season, okay? So when you have these obligatory, oh, he fights a whole bunch of people that have the potential to kill him. 
they're not going to kill him. We know that. So you can throw those scenes out where you have these. He's got a bulletproof suit, right? <laughs> not, right? not yet. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, even in the first episode, he's not going to get killed. We know that. So just throw those scenes out, you know, do the blink backs, you know, and then the, the scene where he's fighting this dog, you know, this dog's not going to kill him. So just the, you throw the sink outside and let him slaughter the dog in like half a second. You know, get us to the point. Give us 45 minutes of story and not 10 minutes of obligatory. And this is where Daredevil kind of got old to me on Netflix. It's just a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of guys like jumping around and hitting each other. I'm like, Daredevil's not going to die. So I don't really care. Well, that's a good point, Mikey. And I think like Daredevil, what I love about it is it it gives me Batman vibes in a way, like the way they frame the vigilante of Daredevil in Netflix, in the Netflix series, it's kind of like a Batman uh, motif. And then in this one, ironically, like I did get Batman vibes out of the end sequence when he's pounding the dog, but that's about where the buck stops. Cause it's funny, like on an aesthetic point of view, like from the comic book page, if you're just looking at what, on the surface level of Moon Knight, he's basically like a Marvel. People would think he's a Marvel uh, answer to Batman, but it's really like the way they framed him in the series, especially in what we've been talking about this episode, like he's a very different character and there's a lot of the aesthetic and a lot of some of the themes, but like then we start getting into like Moon God of Conchu and all this fun stuff. And it's like, I like the way that they made uh, the costume look like a mummy wrap, mm-hmm. like just like we were talking about Egyptian mm-hmm. vibes and like he looks like more of a mummy wrap than like wearing a steel ar- suit of armor. Like like maybe like he would end up looking like the Mandalorian if they went like the original Moon Knight. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like werewolf by night. I'm wearing steel armor. Silver. Like, it's all like, silver. Sorry, not steel. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, silver is yeah. obviously. <laughs> but yeah, instead of steel, silver. Yeah. But the same same idea, like he would look like the Mandalorian if he was all covered in silver. So it's like, you know, and that's obviously the the weapon against yeah. the werewolf. Yeah. So they're they're steering away from the werewolf angle, but they're still giving you an homage. Yeah, to because that. I think the uh, Egyptian origin was retconned to be his his origin later. So I think they, it's smart to. That, that's just it. More more of the more recent yeah. runs, and like even in you know when when he got his run in the eighties and stuff. Yeah, everything was. Uh, about the moon god of Conchu. I like, but I, I think all of that, like the mysteries involved, because even the Stephen Grant, it's like, well, there's seven moon gods in this exhibit, and there's really nine, and so there's, you know, the the probably the hero and the villain, right? Moon god of Conchu and the, the god of Amit, right? So uh, the one that um, Ethan Hawke is trying to bring back to the fold, like Gozer, the coming of Gozer. <laughs> More Ghostbusters references. No, I like that you mentioned the whole Batman thing. Cause people for some reason say that. And I think it's because I think they made Stephen Grant, this nerdy character, I think to avoid that comparison because they might not know this, but in the comics, Stephen Grant is like the billionaire alter ego. So he's a billionaire. Moon Knight seems to have a cape, you know, he kind of looks like white Batman. So people that don't read the comics, maybe just look at the pictures and think, Oh, he's alter ego is a billionaire. Just think, Oh, it's Marvel Batman, but it really, it's not even close. Like he it's, it's totally different. You know, he's, he's his own character and the show is doing a really good job. And maybe that's why they steered away from showing Stephen Grant as a billionaire, because this show doesn't uh, resemble anything like a Batman show, right? Well, I think I that's th- for the better. So, no, I agree with you hundred percent there. And not only that is, I don't think, especially with Marvel, it's you're seeing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, 
we've get, we've had Iron Man. We don't need billionaires jumping around left and right. Not everybody's a billionaire. In comic books, it's easy to write billionaires. In real life, it's not like Jeff Bezos is out here running around saving the world. <laughs> you know, so I mean, we also, just don't know. <laughs> he's, he's actually doing quite the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah tr- he's, he's literally doing the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, with all the crime that's going on in America, he's not doing dick for us. I don't know what he's doing for Canada, but he's not helping us much at all. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that Moon Knight. It would make no sense, as it would make no sense for Batman to be a millionaire. You know, really, I guess Iron Man. It, it's just help people in other ways you know you could save a lot more lives using your money for good instead of using money for technology and fighting a random supervillain. <laughs> yeah, so true yeah it's not a bad point although i do think that him being a billionaire is kind of one of the essences of the batman character but that's what i like about the portrayal of moon knight is that they're not tied to any one yeah. portrayal and they, they yeah. will ex- you will kind of experience all the different versions but it's going to be on mcu's dime like they're really telling the narrative they're they're proving especially to a fan like myself when they show von d in the trailer which i believe is an intentional shot and a tease but then reveal that it's not von doom that it's like okay we're going by our own pace you can think what you want to think some of them are going to be easter eggs some of them are going to mean more you can figure it out we don't care we're telling a good story and you know hope you join us for the ride kind of thing um, and Mike, anything we missed on, on the episode you wanted to make sure? No, we I think I think we covered it all. I just have one question because yeah. um, in the comic books there is one other alter ego that he has, Jake Lockley, the taxi cab driver, and then also uh, Mister Knight. I think we know that we're going to see Mister Knight, which is his like character. He's wearing a suit and he's like a consultant with the with the police or something. But I wonder if we're going to see the Jake Lockley like cabby alter ego as well. And he's going to have sort of four or five alter egos. I don't know. What do you guys think? It, what, what does that bring? I to think it, that's though? a very good point. What, what does that bring to the character? Like what's, what's the, no, I think it's a very good point. Cause if we're looking at a six episode series, we could have six different angles of moon Knight, and maybe the finale is moon Knight. I don't know. Like maybe it's like all of these personalities together make up moon Knight. I, so you've got, I think if they do, you've got five of them, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You've got the God of Conchu. You've got Stephen Grant, Mark Spector, Jake Lockley and then Mr. Knight. Uh, Mr. Knight. Yeah, Mr. Knight. So so you have enough to go on if you want to just shift perspectives, but keep the narrative flowing through all the different Does that mean that we'll be skipping those scenes like we did in this one though? And you only get a taste of who like Moon Knight himself or not if they lead with the Mark Spector one and then they go into I Moon see. Knight, sort of Moon Knight throughout. Yeah, gotcha. And then yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't think they're gonna do the Jake Lockley thing like Dave said. I can't see how you know he had a purpose in the comics where it was like, I need to hear what's going on in the streets. So I'm going to dress up like a cabbie. I'm going to pick up the criminal and I'm going to get him talking. That was like the sort of cheesy comic book thing that he would do. Like, I don't see that being in the show, but I was just curious what you guys thought. I wouldn't be surprised if they hint at it almost mm-hmm. like a, you know, like, like he's, he's got just, other alter egos. Like, yeah, know. he's got other alter egos that they don't portray, at least in this season. Who knows? This may go on three, four, five seasons. Whereas, like, somebody sees him or something, he's driving a car and it's like Uber or whatever. It's like truly oh, getting a uh, Marvel Knights sort of intro with Moon Knight. It's and we got Daredevil coming too. You know, you could have like Blade and then Moon Knight pops up in Blade. Like, you could have crossovers. I kind of like how Moon Knight is starting out on its own, but then you could have those crossovers. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's an interesting character. I mean, he looked like I said before, he just looks cool. I mean, like that's he looks pretty badass and everything. And like you said, the, the sort of mummy wrap look of it um, is fun. There's a lot of like cool things, which I think, Mikey, you mentioned earlier, sort of feels a little bit like Spawn because Spawn kind of had the mm-hmm. the random threads kind of around him and everything with his giant cape and everything like Spawn was like so 90s and so cool and everything. It's it's a taste of that, I think. Well, I can even say this about uh, the Moon Knight characters. A couple things is obviously the horror trope. Spawn was a very horror-inspired movie as far as the way that the scenes were laid, laid out and things, which was different for comic movies at the time particularly. Yeah. And this is a very horror-themed Disney Plus show. Even if it's not played for horror, the the instant you know vibes, it's very... Again, not to keep beating it at horse, Evil Dead 2. But again, I can say this about Moon Knight's character. I am super impressed by how cool it looks. I did not expect Moon Knight to come off that cool in a television show. And that's a testament to how things have gone over the last even 10 years. Because 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I think he would have looked very cheesy. They've done it. They've they've done it right. So I'm, I'm... I do like that. Hey, when Steven Grant's on the bus and he glimpses Conchu and it's like a couple frames and then he's gone, yeah, like cool. that was a sick image. Yeah, it's like, very was, cool. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. And like you made a good point, Mikey. It's like he looks good, but we get a glimpse and we're kind of teasing. And it's more of a horror trope. And I hope personally, I hope they dive more into that. Like I hope as we go through these episodes, they get a little bit more horror mixed in with the action and you mentioned blade you know we know blades coming and i think that and i think the marvel universe is sort of like in the comics sort of segmenting itself into like here's the fantastical here's the magical and i think they're going to carve out a little horror kind of universe and i think that's where moon knight kind of fits in and i think i think a werewolf werewolf by night halloween special is coming one of these years <laughs> disney plus i'm pretty sure that was oh, really? dude. Oh. are you yeah. shitting me Storm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Werewolf by Night, and, and then the Blade, big event. Yeah, so ah. there you go. All, all right, all well, the, more to look forward to, as always. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so that's uh, that's our uh, uh, big breakdown of of um, of episode one. Uh, two, three, four, and five, you'll find on our Patreon page. We're going to break those down week by week, and then we're going to return for the finale of episode six in about five, six weeks from now. And we're going to try and get these all out the next day, because like I said before, I have no life. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's all good. The master editor is trying to downplay. You're like the moon knight of us all. You you live a second life, maybe a third. I, you, you say I live a second life, but I live the same life in front of this exact same computer that I'm going to be doing the work on. So technically, I'll be here the whole time. <laughs> Part of that will be playing N64. Part of as, that will be... As good nerds do. That's too. it. Part of that will be playing my N64 games. Um, uh, and also, we're going we're gonna to be... Uh, tuning into a bunch of uh, Batman movies. You're going to be going through the Tim Burton and the Schumacher movies. Um, more 1997 content and also content from Mikey. Mikey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here. Where's everyone going to be able to find your stuff? Well, thank you for having me. And you can find me and my co-host. Also, my current co-host, we have a whole running trope with that, Zach. Over at the Multiverse of Badness, you can reach us on the Twitters at Multiverse of Bad, which is where we do most of our damage. Multiverse of Badness on the Instagrams and the TikToks is where we're at. 
Do not mess around with us on the Facebooks. We don't do that thing. And we are on pretty much all of your podcasting networks, including Spotify, believe it or not, awesome. because I know some people hate that. <laughs> we don't do that stupid thing. Uh-uh. Goop. What did you guys think of Goldfish Gus before we roll out of here? <laughs> Goldfish Gus, he's the perfect character to live on through the episodes as different fish. As different kinds <laughs> of fish. <laughs> I, yeah, I think it had a deeper meaning of like fish have short memories. I think that's what they were getting at. It was a sort of... Oh, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. I love it. That's great. Um, Mike, what about uh, what about us? Are we uh, are we part of the cool kids like Mikey over here, or what? Where's everyone finding our stuff? <laughs> Definitely not. Mikey is way cooler than us, and we all look up to Mikey. And go listen to his podcast for sure, and go listen to the Swarm episode, the Muni and Ron. But you can find us on social media at Day Back In. And if you want to hear more of our Moon Knight breakdowns, it's uh, Patreon.com/slash Back In My Day. And uh, like I said, up next, um, we have Batman movies uh, dropping the same week as this episode is uh, also our breakdown of our uh, favorite video games that we want nominated into the World Video Game Hall of Fame. Hot Dog uh, Storm. It, what's that? Tec- Tecmo Super Bowl. Hot Dog Storm. <laughs> Hot Dog Storm. <laughs> Tecmo Super Bowl. That's actually, yeah. You know what? We met, we didn't put that one in. Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> there's, Leisure there's, Suit Larry 3. Three specifically. Yeah, don't fuck with two. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many to choose from. I think we Avoid went through the Noid. We we went through the twelve nominations and got our choices, and then we um, uh, made a couple of our picks, our personal picks as well. So look out for that. Uh, that is episode one twenty one. I should have it in front of me, but I don't. Again, I'm great at my job. So here we go. Um, thanks everyone for listening, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. thumbnail freeze <laughs> yeah we're all like oh, and then they think that that's our reaction to the episode <laughs> boom viral <laughs>